If you have a smartphone, you most likely use up to 18 apps. Now, think of all your kids and how many apps they use on their devices each day. A lot, right? So Jenny Afia is a lawyer at Schilling Law Firm in London. She's part of a task force to study Internet use among teens and what they might face growing up in this digital time period. Her job was to translate the terms and conditions you agreed to into simple terms that a kid can understand. And I think they're great for anyone because they're, hey, how many of us have a blurry eye just thought I'm downloading this? Yep, agree, haven't read a word. Jenny Affia joins us on the show right now. Jenny, just how convoluted are the terms and conditions that you agree to when you download Instagram? We, um, we ran the terms and conditions through a readability study and found that you'd have to be of postgraduate level in order to be able to understand them. I'm a privacy lawyer, and, um, and it still took me a good few hours to make sense of the terms and simplify them. Now, what is the age limit for Instagram users? You're supposed to be 13 and over. As part of the task force, one of your jobs was to rewrite the Instagram terms of conditions into simplified language so that, you know, a teenager can understand them. And, wow, I'm looking at the translation here, and this one I find a little bit uh, unnerving. Although you are responsible for the information you put on Instagram, we may keep, use, and share your personal information with companies connected with Instagram This information includes your name, email address, school, where you live, pictures, your phone number, your likes and dislikes, where you go, who your friends are, how often you use Instagram, and any other personal information we find, such as your birthday or who you're chatting with, including in private messages. Wow. That's something. That was one of the things that really leapt out to the teenagers we spoke to when we said that um, their private messages could be shared. Um, they were also concerned to know that the app, once it's on your phone, can track all of your movements even when you're not on Instagram. Um, they found that pretty scary as well. And then the idea that Instagram and all these other social media sites can sell the children's data, um, make money from it, and also that they advertisers um, who Instagram will partner with can put adverts on the children's feeds and not say that they're adverts. I think some some of them are quite shocked by that, and I'm sure parents would be concerned by that as well. When you uh, click agree on the terms and conditions of Instagram, everyone agrees that Instagram can use and share your personal information with companies connected with Instagram. Facebook owns Instagram. Just how big are they? Uh, this huge, a huge organization. And I think that's another thing that children don't necessarily realize, that it's really a handful of major companies that are controlling almost all of the social media sites. There's an old saying that, you know, you can't, you don't get something for nothing. And free apps aren't really free. We're usually paying with our data. Uh, did they make money by turning around and selling our info and data to advertisers and other people like that? Absolutely. What? And it's not sort of specific Jenny Affia's data, um, but it's all grouped together and then sort of trends and patterns are identified. And we live in the personal information economy and that personal data has a huge value to organizations. And you're right, it is a, it's a, it's a marketplace and an exchange. And as adults, I think when we just blindly click the terms and conditions, we know that that's a choice that we make. But because they're written in such an opaque manner, 
children aren't making that informed choice that we are. See, Jenny, I would argue with you on that, and that's uh, not meant with disrespect. I think adults don't even realize what's going on. I I think we're too busy, and we just want everything now, and so we don't even realize what we're giving away. Can you, by just deleting an app, get out of the deal, or does that app now have access to your phone still? Do you know? It's going to be case by case. It shouldn't have access to your phone anymore if you delete it. Um, that that would be extremely intrusive. And I think actually you're probably right. I'm sure lots of adults don't realise what they're doing, but maybe just have some sense that, like, I haven't read this document Mm -hmm. that's clicked. Do you think then we should demand that these app suppliers write their terms and conditions in plain English and very simplified terms? Absolutely, we should be demanding that. I really don't see any reason why they shouldn't be doing it. It's not that difficult. I've done it. Um, and it should just become the new norm. Do you think the companies that own these apps are writing the terms and conditions in a convoluted fashion on purpose? Well, I don't know. I don't know whether this is done because lawyers are pompous and not very creative and just do what's always been done, or whether more cynically there is an attempt to hide what the actual terms and conditions are behind all of this legal jargon. I hope it's not that. In business these days, social media and your presence on social media is such a big deal. Do you think knowing that you're giving away privacy now with these apps, we're going to see more people standing up to their bosses and saying, I don't feel comfortable with giving away my information like that? You're completely right. And I've heard some really frightening uh, scenarios in America. I've heard of companies interviewing potential employees saying, give us the password to your Facebook account. Because we want to see what you posted, not just what you publicly posted, which is one thing, but what even on your private account you've posted. Because we want to get a full picture of you. And someone applying for a job doesn't necessarily have the, the confidence to say no. So I'm really alarmed by that trend of corporations intruding into people's private lives. How dangerous do you think this complacency is to give away our privacy? I think the overwhelming belief is, especially with millennials, eh, you know what, I'm not doing anything wrong. Who cares? I agree. And I think it is dangerous. I think the other dangerous issue is that as parents, we assume for this generation who have grown up digitally, they understand what's going on. And in fact, they just can use the technology. They have quick thumbs, but they don't understand the business and practices behind the technology that they're using. And I think that kind of ignorance is alarming as well. Well, as a parent, what would you suggest we do to protect our kids then? I think, firstly, understand what's going on. Uh, Try and understand how these sites are working. There's a lot of good information out there now. The Children's Commissioner's Report is a great place to start. Have the discussions with your children about how the technology works and don't don't just opt out because it technology might feel alien to you. Um, I think we have a responsibility to learn what's going on and then have conversations with children about it and always always remember that a child is a child until they become an adult, not until they pick up a smartphone. Jenny, I really appreciate your time today and I think you've done a fantastic thing and I hope that other people will start to translate uh, what the terms and conditions are for all of us because I think most of us are just passing them by and clicking agree. And frighteningly enough, I've done the same thing numerous times. We all have.